welcome back to mix masala with tg again and uh, finally we have the second half of this conversation happening which is very intense very serious but we do have certain masalas here and there for you guys to enjoy so yes if you have not listened to the previous session please do have a listen because uh, it is very important that you get an idea about what we are actually discussing here it would be good for you to have a listen to the previous episodes and then listen to this i suppose we have our speaker pranay chakraborty talking about tantric buddhism things that you are sharing also are like so detailed hmm. and ek samajh jane ke liye samay lagta hai Mm. ंगलीस्टो and i am specially focusing on one siddha called kanhupa because his, he was crazy yeah i love crazy people <laughs> so yeah i love a crazy siddha and he did a lot of stuff and he dra- died in a very very like interesting manner at the hands of a dakini and one marathi text says that the leela charita it is mentioned that that they they engaged in a sexual fight and the dakini sucked all the fluids and liquid out of him So these are very important, like interesting things for me. So how how did you figure? Like I mean, I'm sure uh, to get some references or a piece on certain like research that you're doing, you know, like which specific chizo dunre hoge. No. And like how do you go about it? Like I mean, is there like good documentation happening already or? Yeah, there's a lot of text and a lot of work has happened since the 19th, 20th century. A lot of translations from. Tibetan manuscripts, which is all already happening, a lot of it is still in Ch- like Ch- China, uh, Tibet occupied China, and that's not been like given, and the the access of it is very restricted. So that is also there, but a lot of material is there, and in India also like this Kanupa, there's evidence, archaeological evidence from Western India. So initially we used to think that Tantric Buddhism. Uh, was like restricted to eastern part of india bengal bihar assam but now the archaeological finds and a lot of mm-hmm. other evidences mm-hmm. are saying that no it was quite pan indian so from right from mangalore in the south to goa gokarna to gujarat to maharashtra so the tantric presence was quite pan indian but right now a lot of things are happening mm, so which we better not talk about but yeah so right now it's not a good time to talk about all these esoteric practices mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the fundamentalism that is growing in our country and that is one of the major reasons also why i tried looking like applying abroad and i was like apl- uh, like working really hard last year doing my applications mm-hmm. because here it's very difficult to publish a lot of things there's the issue, issue of cens- censorship and my paintings also have a close connection 
to mm-hmm. the research mm-hmm. which I do, and a lot of it has sexual erotic imagery, phallic parts, mm-hmm. which right now is not very safe to be shown. All right, all right. Intense, intense. Intense. We are going intense. <laughs> yeah. Let's <Yes. laughs> <I> join now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good to be also sharing. I think there's, you know, it's like this uh, unused organ in the body, which sooner or later turns out as a vestigial organ, which you can mm. cut it off, and then it has no mm. use. You know. So before that happens, I feel like yeah, that it's very important to have like the new generation documenting this mm. entire mm. practice also. Mm. Yeah, a lot of work is happening abroad. That is like quite surprising also with these traditions that a lot more work is happening abroad than in India. Okay. Uh, and like because while I was applying, like many of the universities I applied to, I- including Berkeley, Santa Barbara. They had a like good group of s- scholars, young students, and very few of them are Indian. Most of them are Americans or from elsewhere. But they are doing very good work on these areas, these lesser known areas: Tantric Buddhism, Tantric Shaivism, U- University of Virginia. A lot of good professors are like really publishing good, good volumes. So yeah, in India, the work has died down. Since the seventies or eighties, the scholarship was quite good, and from the early twentieth century, starting with Har Prashad Shastri, who found the manuscript of songs actually in Nepal, okay. wi- written by the Siddhas, and he started he Dinesh Chandra sir, uh, uh, um, Dinesh Chandra Sen, and a lot of people were doing really good work till about the eighties, and yeah. Shoshibhushan Dash Gupta and all. But after they passed away, the last generation, this work has not been happening that much. There are art historians like Pratap Aditya Pal in Los Angeles, California. He has been the director of the museum, county museum there. He has been doing good work. But the work which I am doing, I realized after my art history masters that art historical or visual methodology is not sufficient. I need to learn more of languages. And because it's across languages, I am finding texts in Old Bengali or like Proto Bengali Sanskrit, Buddhist hybrid Sanskrit, Tibetan, Marathi, mm. Mm, and Ahamya, and all these languages are there. So it becomes quite complex as a subject. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how's your uh, practice in? <laughs> Other languages happening? Like, can you now say something like you're taking some uh, Tibetan, Tibetan language or something, yeah. now so. so I'm mostly studying classical Tibetan. So yeah, so it's not the colloquial Tibetan, but yeah, uh, I memorized a prayer also once, a prayer to Manjushri. I don't know if I remember it now, but yeah. yeah. So that was going good and. Like I was being taught by one Russian teacher and another Canadian teacher, so that was also quite new. Non-natives teaching a language, and I found it to be quite useful, especially for classical Tibetan, because there are so many particles, and with like same particle have different meanings depending upon mm. the context. So they used to give us exercises, so that was quite interesting. 
and yeah like once i'm a bit thorough and i especially know where my field work is going to be is it going to be tibet is it going to be nepal so then i'll also study the colloquial language of that region but not right now i'm just focusing on the classical aspect and you were like also doing many things now yeah right. so there were <coughs> other curatorial things the baul project shahjah shadin was another project which i started doing during the pandemic and this i see as an extension to my research on tantric buddhism come to your attention like ha either main kar sakta hu was it like you you had a plan and uh, you like wanted the to baul thing ha like the baul thing actually Like I was inclined, like right as I said, like right after my grandfather passed away, mm-hmm. and in my loneliness, I used to be listening to Baul songs and used to wonder about the meanings. And then I found some connections with the tantric Buddhist siddhas, their rituals, the se- sexual fluids, the and a lot of erotic practices which are very secretly there in that Bud- Baul practices also. So the Bauls are a bit more. like rhizomatic to say like more of a ginger kind of a thing which mm-hmm. draws from many practices does not have one single root okay so it doesn't borrow only from tantric buddhism but it both borrows from almost vaishnavism buddhism sufi practices nath practices so it's like an amalgamation a lot of practices mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and song becomes the like writing songs and performing songs becomes one of their primarily modes of aesthetic manifestations okay so that my project actually started as a request from devdas baul one of the ba- senior baul practitioners in bolpur shantiniketan and he said that like they're not being able to go out perform and they need some money and like i was also not personally in a position to give them much so three of our friends we gave them some 5000 collectively but then we figured out if we can do some online concerts mm-hmm. and things like that and then it started off and yeah for one year i was doing those online concerts but then it was too much of a stress for me alone because it was a kind of a very non profit low budget kind of a thing and we was we were giving almost everything we were getting through the sales to the bows so yeah then right now once i am in california i'll take try to take it forward in a different way mm-hmm. like showcasing the work which we have done i've been going to all their ashrams or akras where they stay and perform and sing and yeah i've been documenting that and it's like we have been supporting around 4 5 families mm-hmm. for around last 2 years through the darashiko foundation yeah you can yeah. share the uh, name of your page so yeah. that the so it's called shahoje shadin and s h a j e s w a d h i n so we are there on instagram but currently we have been inactive for quite like for some time but we have a lot of archival material in store right now we are trying to figure out how to like slowly take it forward and have a social media campaign with all the content we have because we have around 70 songs already recorded okay. at their locations so they're not very very good quality productions because it's like almost me traveling with a phone and a h14 recorder so mm-hmm. pretty basic but that's a way to start uh, i yeah, think yeah 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 i think mm. it'll be interesting to have yeah, and i also try want to subtitle them because then it will be opening it up to a 
non bengali speaking audience also uh, so uh. it's very difficult to subtitle bahul songs because it has so many levels of meanings and even like bengali people like those who are fluent in bengali would all at times not know what the inner meaning of the mm. song is so yeah what about the new generation that is now coming up as bowls like are there any practitioners yeah there are some gurus still who are teaching the secret practices and a recent phenomenon which have also started that people from the city kolkata urban people with an like good formal english education they are also getting attracted to it and many of them are taking initiation people from assam coming other uh, other states also coming becoming bowls or try foreigners coming parvati bowl herself she's from a non bowl kolkata like barashi had a home in barashat so she became a bowl she's a like the most celebrated bowl today and many of her disciples are from abroad so it's becoming more of a global phenomenon but yeah many of the older bowls have problems with this also Yeah, that okay. is also their problems because they think it's not authentic anymore, and the way it's spreading is not. So they sh- see like the commercial aspect, industry yeah. Yeah. sort of yeah taking over. Ha ha. So that is that is also there, but yeah, because like the act that there's the other side also like many of these families. who have been six or seven seven generation of bowl singers and practitioners their new generation they are no more interested to take it further so they have the place has changed they have different kind of friends hobbies so music and this lifestyle is not what the younger people of many of their families want so that is also good mm. like i am primarily working with two three families Rina Das Bowles family the younger generation the next generation they are still very attracted to music they want to continue it as a profession also because their village is slightly away from the city has no such commotion no such disturbances while Bolpur has become so urbanized the soundscape has changed there is always loudspeakers going on mm. so their kids like Lakshman Das house or Dev Das's family they would not like the younger kids they are not taking up music or bowl music as a profession mm and i guess this is happening everywhere like in all the rural areas the yeah, the, the kind of yeah villages are changing re- faster than the city exactly exactly Because when i travel to the villages at times like this loudspeakers going out till 12 in the night starting at like there lo- lot of drugs have also entered like brown sugar and all happening in the villages right now so it's not how it used to be mm. Ma- many young people having lot of motorbikes driving late at night being very rowdy so these things have started in the villages and are more s- disturbing in the villages than even in the cities right now. especially in bengal like for the last two years i have been seeing Yeah. Politically also, like more of extremism is there in the villages because I think education is less, so that becomes another. And the lockdown has made it even more worse. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their government schools are not operating like at all almost. 
Intense. Intense. <laughs> Little bit of masala. I mean salt. <laughs> so have you have you listened to my like other podcasts? Some just of them. Some of I'm them. I'm just I asking. Like <laughs> yeah, some of them I have listened to around like like the the first season maybe three or four podcasts I listened to them like completely. And yeah, the second season, like I, because I've been traveling, I've not been able to listen to all mm. of them. But yeah, yeah, I'm just tripping man, like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, do kilo, do 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 do de do. To just make things lighter, <laughs> on a lighter <laughs> note. <laughs> You're flying. Uh, it's pretty hot, man. I'm yeah. very sorry. Like, yeah, if I switch on the fan, then there's going to be mm-hmm. a lot, lot of, of noise. A yeah. lot of noise happening. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, but I still, I evening is better. Much better. Yeah. It's evening only, no? Ah, like, then the afternoon. Mm. Afternoon is really, really bad. I think it's a good time. But yeah, if we again go like go to college, I think some life is not there. That is the problem. Uh-huh. Very sad, no? Uh-huh. Very saddening to see. I mean, yeah, things are happening because like student career unity is up for what problems. What do you think like about the actual art scene that is now happening mm, in everywhere India. in India, like yeah. festivals and binales and. Fairs and knowledge, yeah. Uh, what do you say in that? Like, I it's mean, very fancy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very fancy. I don't like to go to open express. Too fancy for me. I like to be with pounds <laughs> and sit on the floor. You can do your stuff. <laughs> There's no idea of pretension. You have to be someone. You have to explain. Yeah. Like the worst part is explaining artworks. Like as a curator, you have to give a walkthrough. You know, like people, you have to explain artworks to. It's that sad. <laughs> so Very sad. So tell the listeners, like, what else do you do, like, after, you know, doing your research? Tantric Buddhism. And Tantric Buddhism. And painting. And then I try a bit of curation, this, that. Hobbies? This is my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> my hobby is my profession. <laughs> That's why I did not become a doctor. <laughs> because I'm like, hobby or profession ke beech mein gap nahi rana chahi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I study languages and then I do a little bit of drawing, a little bit of painting, a little bit of video editing, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Alright. Yeah. Like organic, like. Mm-hmm. Do you think like as a curator art curator yourself uh, you know like is it uh, good to have the curator also do some practice or yeah like depends on the subject uh, individual yeah depends on the individual but you have a practice and it becomes much easier to understand like at times you have more entry points to the others practice mm. and yeah but it it's not always important because there are people from English literature background, history background, mm-hmm. doing like good work in curation. So yeah, it's like an overall idea of how you want to present your, what idea you want to present and how you are selecting artists and artworks. But yeah, so I have like done a couple of curatorial projects. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with artists and with mostly friends, friend like peer artists from Baroda. But yeah, that's another aspect which like it's good. Like some people enjoy the contemporary art and the how art scene how it operates with all the jazz and all the wine <laughs> and all the cheese but yeah i don't like wine and cheese <laughs> i like i have a stronger <laughs> stronger things to get high with that mm. <laughs> wine and cheese and smiling to people that's not what we do <laughs> we laugh <laughs> we don't smile <laughs> I mean, don't you miss curating? I mean, you have been a lot of problem with artists. Artists are also chutias galleries. Are also <laughs> chutias. So like, if you are a curator, you are stuck between chutias. So you, you yourself become a chutia. So don't do. A, I don't do that anymore. I'm like, yeah, gallery artist doesn't want to send image. Artist doesn't want to do this. Artist doesn't want to do that. Artist has so much problem, so much attachment to artwork. Gallery is also another piece. So let's <laughs> not do that. Let's have peace. Yes. <laughs> let's yes. have some peace for some time. And maybe if the system is a better system. And yeah, but it's difficult at times. Because here, like, the curator is supposed to do a lot of work which actually a gallery assistant should do mm-hmm. and like there's the artists are also the like that's also like honestly artists also don't have the so yeah so it's on both the sides it's not like so yeah like it, it has to be very systematic and the curate like if gallery system has a whole corporate structure to it so artists getting adapted to it that doesn't also always work so there are problems so that has to be bridged but again artist collectives there's also like like art individual artists also like often have a clash of egos so like the collectives falling mm. apart mm-hmm. but that has also been historically a problem and artists cannot do all the work by themselves mm-hmm. reaching out to clients getting things sold so yeah how that has to be done and how the practice needs to be sustained these are questions which we need mm-hmm. to think about mm-hmm. do you think like uh, there should be sessions in college where you know we just talk about and discuss about you know how you know as a bad ke baat karne ka aur abhi to baat hi nahi kar sakte college mein so abhi kya baat karoge college mein is like you can't talk is like you have for alone you can friends no friends hmm. alone alone college may can do talking at all mm. you can talk yeah there need to be more platforms like this to talk and mm. share thoughts so yeah right now like the online lo- right, lockdown has made quite things uh, the world a ve- very different place also but it's so easy to meet people to discuss ideas to collaborate so many so called boundaries are breaking again mm-hmm. with the lockdown so these are the positives which i have felt in the mm-hmm. lockdown attending both the language classes i do sanskrit and tibetan are online and it had been working really well for many of us mm-hmm. so yeah that's <laughs> mostly all right life so for today's session we'll keep it till here and maybe if you have time tomorrow 
uh, yeah we can continue another session we talk more really about online, online also what yeah oh third session also coming up second also coming up and If there is third there is always a second yes <laughs> 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 well said so <laughs> 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 So yeah uh thank you for listening and you can check out the links to his work and pages page yeah masala, I mean. yes and add a little bit of masala i mean i mean salt salt puriku purundu 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 thave yeah do you make burundus purundus no uh, uh sorry guys this is like uh, after credit thing we are doing uh purundu to like when was the last time you actually made a purundu purundu <laughs> 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 we don't make purundus anymore we don't make na i i don't think it was purundu though like i made something closer but it was omelet it wasn't <laughs> anyway thank you thank you okay bye 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 thank you we hope that these episodes this series of episodes have helped all of you in understanding the thing culture of tantra and tantric practices thank you for listening and before you leave don't forget to subscribe and follow us on our other social media pages we are building up a blog and a youtube channel where we will be sharing all these uh podcast in that channel with visuals let's support each other and help each other grow it will be very interesting and to all my international listeners i love you and have a good day and see you on the next